Thank yeah, you. yeah, no, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. It's good, it's good, it's good. Um, how was? Because you said earlier, like you had to find parking. Honestly, I didn't know. Because thankfully, like my one of my friends, like he he was here. Yeah. Like one of the guys who who like uh, let me like lend out the space. Yeah. And then I had to ask him real quick, like, yo, like, do you know if there's parking or not? So that's why. Like, did you park on McGuire or did no, you park I on? No, I parked on Carl's Green because the thing is, I usually just pay with the app, right? Uh huh. I don't like going to the. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Machine, but then it was saying uh, parking space invalid uh-huh. i was like bro i see the number right there yeah. so i just went to the machine to sundays is free. Uh-huh. Shit. but how is it because i've always told myself like if i were to have a car like i would just park anywhere and just not, do they actually like nah, look no, like how do you, how, you don't want to do that shit there's people that are actually getting paid just to give tickets it's not even the police like there's a car. I you never seen those cars. Like the like the the white car with the red stripe. Yeah, yeah. They're just there to look. Okay, so that's what they do. They're not like no. They're just there to look there, and there's a lot, and uh-huh. they go and they check. If you've been there for two hours, they go back and they check back. Like, uh-huh. They're there to do that. They're there to oh take shit money from people, and that pays for shit for the city. You know. Oh okay, because I thought so. Basically, you could do it, but you have to like. To kind of know the area to know like if there are those people like they they pass yeah, by and everywhere like I I went to uh, Griffintown I was looking for an apartment in Griffintown uh-huh. and we parked in a spot there was no one there was no car there was nothing it was like dead space mm-hmm. we 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 went away for I think an hour mm-hmm. we came back two minutes before we came back mm-hmm. we had a ticket two minutes before like if we had come like. Three minutes, four or five minutes before we mm-hmm. have a ticket, mm-hmm. but there was no one. So yeah, no, you don't want to do that. That's the that's the biggest pain with having a car in Montreal is actually mm-hmm. finding parking. Damn, that's crazy. I don't know. Damn. I mean, do you live far? Where do you live? In, in Montreal or really outside? No, I'm on the North Shore. It's oh yeah, a small village. You could call it that way. Oh uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I have a friend. Well, actually, Francesco. That's yeah. it. You know what's crazy? He actually called me today. Really? Yeah. Cause I, and I thought like, oh, maybe you told he told you about it or no, no, no. Oh no, no. Actually, wait, no. Actually, yeah, he had called me to to check up on me because like, damn. That's I was crazy. like, yo, what, what's up? What do you need? It's like, oh no, I was just calling you to see how you're doing. It's like, yeah. It's like, damn. You know how I call w those friend. Moments? Those are synchronicities. Because how weird is it that I know you, he knows me, you know him, and he didn't know I was coming here today, and mm-hmm. he just called you to check up on you. Yeah. And I almost called him before getting in, telling him, yo, I'm going to meet with Bryce and talk oh, yeah? a bit. Yeah, but I, I actually didn't because I... I was looking for the parking stuff and everything, and he's really busy actually. So yeah, yeah, he doesn't answer, and that's great. That's that's great because that means he's working, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but now he doesn't live in Boisbriand anymore. He's in Montreal. Yeah, yeah. He told me like he he moved. He's in uh he's on a uh, he's downtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that near uh near water near Ma- yep. Ma- yeah, yeah near Dawson. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Even. So we were talking, and I'm like, yo, shit, might as well. Like, there's the new movie, The Batman, coming out, like, and it looks really sick. And he goes, what the fuck? I didn't even know that was happening. I was like, what the fuck? How do you not know? Like, it's fucking Batman. He didn't know. And I'm like, so dude, let's go, let's go, let's go watch that movie. It's like, I, yo, bet, I'm down. And then I'm about to hang up, and he goes, wait, 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 yo. And I'm like, what's up? And then he goes, do they require, like, 
double proof of vaccination. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. Uh, don't get me. Started. I, I didn't. I didn't even. I didn't even ask. I was like, of course you don't have it, don't you? It's like, of course I do not. I was like, god damn. Of course, Francesco doesn't is not vaccinated. Of course not, bro. He like I. I know Francesco from uh, high school. Mm-hmm. We met like I think it's almost nine years ago, eight or nine mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. We grew up together. Like he was a soccer player, you know, mm-hmm. this formal dude and everything. Mm-hmm. And I saw him like took that path of, you know, just awakening and seeing things with a different uh, view, you know, yeah. understanding uh, stuff and analyzing life, analyzing people and. It's. I think it's beautiful to see because now you know he he didn't take the, the job and I that little uh, like parentheses. It's really a personal choice and mm-hmm. I don't have any opinion on it really. But I think it's really beautiful to see a person develop that way because it's like you can see that he found himself. Himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he just goes and live his life and he's himself. He doesn't like. Um, Uh, he doesn't go by any rule. He doesn't mm-hmm. apply by any uh, people's opinion or anything. And that's beautiful, I think. No, yeah. I, I, now that you made me like see that way, I do feel like like he he could be quote unquote said like one of the most like freest people that I know because like he's literally just living life, you know, like and doing what his heart desires and like what he wants. It's not really like uh, he's not really the type of guy to 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 do what the the common thought of the society is supposed to be. He's just and I feel like that's what really like living life is, is just doing what you want to do and how and no matter what other people are telling you to do. No, I really love that no, about him. Definitely, bro. And the, the, the thing the thing you just said made me. It, it's weird again another synchronicity because today just today before coming here i was talking with my parents <clears throat> sorry my mom used to be a person really formal she mm-hmm. works for the government and you know she followed the rules and uh, she has this vision of life of like you gotta work to make it and you gotta have a family and you gotta pray and you gotta all of this and in the past two years with everything going on i've been talking with her and making her see things that she didn't see before mm-hmm. and now she switched completely like she oh, yeah. yeah like she's thinking about selling the house going like not in the forest but like up north buy like a small house be self-sustainable grow her vegetables her fruits have her cows have her goats and everything mm-hmm. and we were talking about this today and she was like i was reading this book about a guy who went away for a year like he just he just went out of the system so he, he wasn't paying any bills he wasn't paying any taxes he wasn't he was just living he didn't even own a lighter like he made mm-hmm. fire with like the, the the material he had and she told me that's one thing i want to do in my life like one time in my life i want to do that and, and 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 my dad was like yeah i'll look i'll look at you from up at, in my penthouse and i'll oh she's making fire today yeah. And they were both arguing about what being free means. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was just there listening and analyzing. And I was like, bro, I don't think freedom has nothing to do with the external world. I think freedom is from within. Yeah. Like if you feel free inside whatever you're doing, you're going to be free. I mean, I think 
and I'm really not good at quotes, honestly, but I think it's Nelson Mandela who said that. Like, he was in prison and he still still felt free. Mm-hmm. You know, he never lost that freedom. And I think that's an important thing because that's what you said. Living life is doing what your heart wants, you know, what your what your soul wants, what, what, what you need to do, right? Mm-hmm. And once you do that, I feel that that's where the real freedom comes in because you you're, you don't feel compelled to... You know those moments when you wake up and you're just like doing stuff and you're, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't yeah. want to go to this job. I don't want to work this. I don't want to wake up in the morning and do this. But really when you're free, you want to wake up in the morning because you do the stuff you want to do. You, mm-hmm. you, you have your goals. You have your objectives. And that's real freedom. Nah, that's facts. Especially like one of the things that like I low-key like when every. Every time someone tells me they're about to do that, I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. But sometimes when I think about it, like when I try to think about it more deeply, I'm like, it actually makes sense. You know, have you ever had a friend that go, that's like, yeah, yo, I'm going on like a uh, like on a, I'm going caravanning to fucking Vancouver. It's just literally all go all the way going through Vancouver. They're just caravanning. They're in there hiking on mountains and shit like that. I'm like. I don't know about that, but talking about like freedom and shit, like I feel like that's really and what your your friend is. I feel like or your mom, I mean, doing. I feel like that's literally like being free. It's just bro, you're just going, bro, and you're seeing things you've never seen before because you've always lived in the city, or you're just not caring because technically, like paying bills and stuff like that is what. Is are things that were imposed on us, but technically, I feel like people like in the prehistoric times or like when there, there was literally nothing. I feel like that's like it's looking the same. Like uh, I feel like it's like similar like to caravanning because like yeah. you literally have nothing, yeah, and then you're just going and then I don't know it, like and <clears throat> that's crazy because I had some friends that I knew from high school that did that and. It always seems like that experience is life changing. Mm-hmm. They just go yeah. there, and it's crazy because they work, but they don't make any money. Often mm-hmm. they work to be able to stay there and eat, mm-hmm. and then they just live life. They go skiing, they go, like you said, hiking and everything, and they they connect with nature because there's not this stress or this like, um, you know how he said paying bills is like not being free. Like they don't mm-hmm. have to pay any. They're mm-hmm. just there. They, they they eat for free. They they live there for free. And they just work in exchange, you know? And I feel like that is really... Um, living that way is really eye-opening. Why? Why is it so eye-opening? Because we've, we've been, like... We've been indoctrinated into believing that you need to do things in a certain way to get to a certain place of happiness. And that mm-hmm. starts really early, really yeah. young. Think about it. You, you you get into this world. You get into, uh, how is it, kind of like pre- preschool? like uh, mm, Yeah, kindergarten. Kindergarten, yeah. exactly. And then from kindergarten, you go to um, the Elementary. first grade, right? Yeah. Uh, and then be, at the first grade, you're like, okay, then I'm moving, I'm moving up, moving up, because then I'm going to high school. Mm-hmm. And when I get to high school, I'm going to be real happy because now I'm in high school and I'm going to be able to do this and that and this and that. Mm-hmm. And then when you get into high school, you're like, okay, this is not that bad, but now I'm going to Sejep. Here 
here in Quebec, you have this, uh, the cégep. So I'm going to cégep. And when you get to cégep, oh, wait, 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 I'm going to university now, you know? And then after yeah. university, you're like, I'm going to go work. I'm going to work my dream job. Or I'm going to do my master's. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it just doesn't stop. And it's like mm -hmm. this promise of you're going to be happy at the end of the road while you should be happy every single day, mm -hmm. like in the road. Mm -hmm. I don't mind people going to school. I don't mind people studying. Like, I mean, people want to be doctor. People want to be uh, science engineer, like computer engineers. Lawyers. They want to have science ma masters, whatever they want to do. If you're happy doing it and you're doing it for yourself, then do it. But stop thinking that you're going to be happy because you'll get there, mm -hmm. because you're going to make this salary, because, or it can go even further than that. People look forward to uh, retirement. And I think that is just, it, it, it blows my mind away because you're telling me you're living your whole life to have maybe 10 to 15 years of like freedom. Freedom, quote, yeah. But, but are you really free? Are, are you really fulfilled with the life you live? Not really, because most of them, they get bored and then they go back to what they know, which was working. Exactly. People go back to working and... Some people like it. Like some yeah. people like working. They mm -hmm. love what they do, and that's really great. And I'm I'm not like judging people from for their choices. I'm just what what I'm saying is really be happy while mm -hmm. don't don't do stuff to at some point get happy because you didn't understand this whole life thing. Yeah, you know mm -hmm. this whole life thing is about living it. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw my stories. I, I often uh -huh. uh, talk about these subjects. Yeah, but honestly, they're long as fuck. <laughs> so I'm, <just> <laughs> I'm sorry, but I got to keep it real with you, bro. Like, I'm like, oh, shit, I know this must be some gold, but it's 10 a.m. Fuck that. <laughs> know, yeah. The thing is, Bryce, is I don't really care about social media at mm -hmm. all. And so how it goes is I go days without talking mm -hmm. posting or doing anything mm -hmm. and then i just have epiphanies i like often i just go like in my car listening to some music smoke a cigar or two and then i have these thoughts because i i'm able to like look at my week look at my interactions with people look at what i've experienced and then and then tell myself okay what am i learning from this you know and then i talk about it and when i talk about it it comes out in a long format and mm -hmm. so now my struggle is to find a way to shorten this sure, format yeah. because the thing is I want to keep it real. You mm -hmm. know, I don't want to like be there scripting. I don't script anything. Mm -hmm. I I never get prepared for anything. Like I I don't like it because I don't feel like it's genuine. Mm -hmm. You know? So I just like speaking what comes like I literally I take my phone and I just flow with my own mind and the conversation I'm having on the phone. Mm -hmm. But yeah, definitely because that's something a lot of people have told me because I have awesome feedback from those mm -hmm. stories but often they, they like the duration of those stories like 15 to 20 minutes no one wants to look at a story like mm -hmm. if it was maybe like a post or something i don't know people ha have tendency to spend more time like on a post than on a story yeah. because it feels long when you're watching it as a story mm -hmm. you know? but uh, yeah i do understand anyways my point was i was i was talking about this life thing you know and this life thing being um how we've been sold this idea that life is supposed to be easy. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that life is supposed to be easy. And I think that is beautiful mm -hmm. because life is actually supposed to be really hard. And 
it makes me think about a quote I heard. I think it was on TikTok, and I don't know who it was, so it's not my quote, but it's really simple. Mm-hmm. And it just says, it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And what I understand from that is that life being hard is not a bad thing. It's mm-hmm. actually a great thing because I'll ask you a question. When are the moments you learn the most? When it was easy or, or when it was hard to get what you, where you wanted to get or what you wanted to get? Uh, when it was hard and when, uh, when I fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, because you have to introspect and tell yourself, okay, why did this happen to me? And I'm not even expressing myself correctly because it's not even about why it happened to me. It's what I need to learn from this. Because the thing is with life, people tend to victimize a lot. And I don't blame them. We've been uh, educated that way. Like, ah, oh, uh, this, I got fired from my job, fucking bossy. He doesn't like me and it's his fault. He's a dick. I No, what mm. did you do? You know, um, you know the book, um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck? Yeah, I know that book, and I've never understood that book. I don't know, not to to me because like I just don't give a fuck naturally. But yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, I, I I know about that book. Yeah, 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 yeah. And one thing that book says that really resonated with me for like I read that book I think one year and a half ago or two years ago mm-hmm. during the first wave of the pandemic, and it says, and again probably not in that way, but that's what I got from the book, and it says. Everything that happens in your life, you are responsible. Mm-hmm. It's not. It, it doesn't mean it's your fault. Mm-hmm. And often that's something that people get, they get confused with those two things. And one thing is a situation being your fault and the other one be you being responsible. And what the book meant by being responsible for it is the way you react. Mm-hmm. The way you react to a certain situation. So if something bad happens to you and you react in such a way that you victimize and you tell yourself, why is this happening to me? Why uh, why am I being treated this way? No, you're not reacting the, in, in the way you should. I mean, I guess you're learning, but the, the real way you should be reacting is, okay, this happened to me. Why it happened? What am I learning from this? How can I improve myself how can i better myself so this doesn't happen anymore you know mm-hmm. and that really like that really hit me because often in my life i was like okay like i i, I have this happening to me i have like this health problem i have like this situation where i don't feel comfortable in my body i don't feel i'm at my full potential i feel uh, maybe i'm lazy maybe i'm not doing what i should be doing and then it made me think okay Why do I feel that way? Mm-hmm. What is it that I'm doing that makes me feel that way? You know? And you have to journal a lot. You have to write down your thoughts. You have to write down. Because otherwise your thoughts are just going to get stuck in your head. And then you're going to mm-hmm. go crazy in a cycle of thoughts. And it's like you cannot you cannot make your, your thoughts clear because they're just spiraling in your head. Does that yeah. happen to you? Um. Yeah, I do have moments where, like, I'll have ideas, but when I really don't want to, like, forget it, I'll, like, type it in and stuff like that. But, and, or other times, like, I'll just 
like let's say like sometimes when i'm high right yeah. i don't know i have like high ideas mm-hmm. and stuff like that so like um i can't really type so i'll just voice record everything that i'm saying and then hoping that one day when i'll be like well quote unquote like uh, sober or whatever like i'll just re-listen to it oh okay i bet now i, I got now i got it now i got the idea now i can actually do it yeah. normally but yeah no I, yeah i do understand that yeah do you, get that? <laughs> it's, you know right now i don't smoke weed but mm-hmm. i used to smoke a lot of weed like a mm-hmm. lot a lot a lot of weed and i had the same moments i used to i used to actually film myself mm-hmm. so i would go in these sessions like first pandemic wave I would go in these sessions, I would roll myself like five joints, you know, and I would just go outside for like five hours and put my phone down mm-hmm. and make a fire and just lit, watch the sky and talk. And you would you would smoke those five joints, those five joints yeah. yourself? Yeah. God I, damn, are you get, wait, yeah, <laughs> what no, the fuck? No, 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 I smoked a lot. I, first pandemic wave, <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah, I... Were you smoking before the pandemic or you yeah. just started? Bro, I've been smoking. Listen, I'm 22 mm-hmm. and I've been smoking since I was, I think, 13. Hey, fucking yo, your lungs, bro. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> my lungs. But, you know, uh, I feel like weed has really, it, it made me, not that weed has made me what I'm, what I am right now, but it mm-hmm. really opened my eyes in uh, being open-minded. Mm-hmm. Because um, it's really easy to be close-minded with a lot of ideas. Yeah, right? it's really easy to like just say like, "Oh, wait, I don't understand this. Fuck off!" Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm not open to it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, don't talk to me about it. You mm-hmm. know. And weed has allowed me to just be like more chill about stuff. Like I, like I'm saying, I used to smoke and then just have these talks with myself mm-hmm. and analyzing myself. And one thing I would do really often is. Actually, I don't know if you know this guy, and if you don't, you have to go check him out after this. Mm-hmm. He's called Alan Watts. Mm-hmm. You know him? No. Okay. <laughs> that guy, dude, he opened my mind to levels that I still cannot comprehend. Mm-hmm. I would, what I would do is either I would talk to myself or I would put like lectures from him. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's a f- um, philosopher from like years like 1970 he died in 1976 i think okay mm-hmm. so he was really ahead of his time and <clears throat> the way he spoke about such complex things about our universe and us as human beings and as a society and he he has his, this way of putting it in a real simple way with the most simple words mm-hmm. and the most crazy metaphors where you just I was there smoking. I was like, what the fuck? Like this, yeah. this just makes sense. You know? Yeah. And I had these high ideas as well, mm-hmm. you know, and often <laughs> what I would do is I would write them down as well or record it. And 50% of the time I would just like listen to, to it again. And I was like, ah, oh, what the fuck did I just say? I was so high, bro. Mm-hmm. But then after introspection, I was like, Hey, Bro, stop judging yourself. That's yeah. something we do a lot as well. Yeah. We judge ourselves, like not not even people around us. We judge ourselves and the ideas we have and the thoughts we have. And that's an important thing to acknowledge is that any thought that you have, 
you shouldn't have to judge it because it's flowing by you. It's it, it, it doesn't define you. So maybe you had a bad idea. Does that make you a bad person? Right? No. It doesn't. No. It doesn't. It's just it it flew it flew by you. It, it, it and so I think that that is really important to acknowledge as well because by judging ourselves that in like in social interactions mm-hmm. makes you judge people. And judging people is actually really unhealthy because then you close that open-mindedness I was talking to you about. Mm-hmm. You close that door mm-hmm. because now you look at that person and you, you like you, you look at the person and because they said something you don't agree with, automatically it's over. Like you, you don't yeah. want to know more. You close yourself. And that's something I, I stopped doing because mm-hmm. I used to do that a lot. Mm-hmm. I used to judge people a lot and not in a bad way, not like, oh, okay. I don't. I wasn't looking at people from above, you know. Mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, I don't want to interact. So I was closing yeah. doors myself. Or like, what that person or someone would do something, like, oh, that's weird. Okay, this guy, I'm not really gonna like. No, I just don't judge people anymore, and that's why earlier we were talking about like decisions and opinions, and I I feel like it's important to acknowledge everyone's opinion and decisions, because otherwise, the real thing you're actually judging is not that person. Mm-hmm. is your own insecurities mm-hmm. because if you look at someone let's say like let, let's use like a common example you know of like the boomers judging at like yeah. man, gen z from how they dress and how they speak and everything yeah why do they judge that like, like that why do they look at us like the way we dress and they're like ah, oh, we didn't dress like that in the time they're insecure it makes them uncomfortable mm-hmm. you know it makes them uncomfortable and I mean, I don't, I don't know about insecure. I think it's more of just like they've lived so long, and they're still even to this day. Even though time changes and the methods of doing things changes as well, yeah. their mind aren't changing because they've lived for so long, and then with only one way to do things back then when they were younger, Absolutely. and so they still think that. When they were younger, what was going on back then is still what sh- what should remain the standard throughout all the years, and t- throughout right now, basically. Definitely, and where does that come from? It's the closed minded. Yeah, the closed mind yeah. is having a closed mind, and having a closed mind, and that's why I say insecurity. Maybe it's not the right word that I use, but I think that opening your mind actually feels uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's supposed to be something that you feel comfortable with. I think you learn to be comfortable with opening your mind. Mm-hmm. But it's actually something that is real difficult. And that's something I've been experiencing a lot recently mm-hmm. with my diet. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yo, talking about your diet, um, this is very interesting. Is because So I was with uh, Fabio. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he was, we were talking about food and he was telling me like, yeah, yo, like my cousin is on a raw meat diet. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? What is that? <laughs> what the fuck is that? I never heard of that. I'm like, what? Like he eats like raw meat. Like, <laughs> like he just eat raw meat. He's like, yeah, bro. Like everything raw. Like put him on a phone right now, bro. Like ain't no fucking way, bro. I had to, I had, I had to see you. I had to, I had to know who the face behind that. And so he calls you like, bro, are you actually doing this? Like, yup. 
and then I see your friends in the back. I'm like, yo, friend of his. Like, is it actually? Do, do you know about this? He's like, yeah, bro. And I was like, and you let him do this. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> and you have some, bro, you're a terrible friend, man. Shit, that's crazy. But no, like, talk to me about it. Is it was it one of your epiphanies when you started smoking? You're like, man, I should try this. Or like, how did it all? start your journey throughout that and yeah the journey of the raw diet that's crazy that's a crazy journey for me because i'm still in it like fully in it i i'm i couldn't say i'm a hundred percent the real diet is called the primal diet right mm -hmm. but basically it means the same thing because it's not even about it's not even about raw meat necessarily it's about everything raw everything okay. you consume raw it's actually it's raw unheated uncooked uh, non-radiated uh, ra mm -hmm. um, and the other thing is yeah basically it's it's not only raw meat mm -hmm. okay but okay so how did it start i was actually like 17 years old mm -hmm. okay so it's five years ago i made a twitter account mm -hmm. okay for crypto because i mm -hmm. got into crypto in like 2017 yeah and <laughs> there's this guy who's called um Medici on crypto. So with this crypto thing is um, a lot of Twitter accounts are anonymous account. Yeah. Why? Uh, I'll explain you briefly why. And it's just because a lot of people are actually big names in the game. You know, mm -hmm. there's like CEOs and like venture cap capitals and mm -hmm. like big guys. And so they don't want to like uh, put their face in yeah. the app. And, you know, because often we talk about uh, financial it's mm -hmm. not financial advice, obviously, but mm -hmm. we talk about finances and crypto and everything going on. And so it's like this game of uh, anonymous thing. Yeah. Right? And there's this guy who uh, he's called Medici. He, like, I got to know him like in the past year. Mm -hmm. He's actually like the CEO of a marketing company and that's doing really well in the crypto industry. And in 2017, I followed him because he was in my suggested accounts. Mm -hmm. And I saw him a bit talk about like crypto and then talk about like, uh, eating eating raw but really it was like my first introduction to it and mm -hmm. at first i just looked at that and i was like what the fuck yeah. this guy is high <laughs> yeah like, literally like this guy is like he's killing himself mm -hmm. and then i left twitter for like a couple of years i think i i was on twitter like a year and then i left and first pandemic so when i was 20 because i'm 22 now and first pandemic was in when i was 20 years old yeah. i got back on twitter and that guy was going fully raw like that guy was going ham on that diet mm -hmm. he was putting posting picture of like his raw meat with uh, uh, raw fish he was eating a uh, raw uh, raw butter raw mm -hmm. milk uh, raw cream everything and what we mean by raw for like the dairy and stuff it's milk that hasn't been pasteurized okay okay and there's a great thing about milk not being pasteurized here in canada uh -huh. milk unpasteurized milk is actually illegal it's not illegal to buy. It's illegal to sell. It's really important to understand because it's not it's not being treated as a drug. It, it is more difficult to find than like any other drug. And I, I, I what does that what does that actually mean? Like unpasteurized milk? Is it like milk straight from the cow? Yeah, basically definitely. like untreated type yeah. shit. Okay, it's, uh, un because what they do when they they get the milk from the car is that mm -hmm. they they. Uh, heated to intense temperatures for like a couple seconds yeah to kill all the bacteria uh -huh. okay but the thing is they kill the bad bacteria and i really emphasize on this thing like uh -huh. bad bacteria but they also kill the good ones and so i don't know if you know people who are lactose intolerant yeah okay 
they wouldn't if they would be drinking raw milk because in the raw milk there's this enzyme and now i forgot the name it's lacto lactose lactosis or something like that yeah I, I, look disclaimer i'm not a yeah, health, yeah, yeah. <laughs> health advisor I'm yeah. a medical expert uh -huh. i'm not a nutrition advisor or uh -huh. expert and i don't claim to be i'm yeah mostly i think we had this discussion last mm -hmm. thing i do most of my things by intuition yeah okay and i do read a lot but mm -hmm. i like you know make your own research and it's important mm -hmm. because I believe in, like, my view of things is mm -hmm. if you take someone's opinion or facts for granted and you just apply it, you're dumb. Yeah. Sorry, nah. but you're dumb. Make your own research. Make your own conclu conclusions of everything mm -hmm. so then you're sure about what you're doing. Facts. You're not just taking someone's opinion. Facts. That being said, I was saying they heat the raw milk and they kill that enzyme. Mm-hmm which makes it really difficult for people with lactose intolerances to digest the milk mm -hmm. because that enzyme actually helps you digest the milk, you know, and now their body has to produce it. Some people have more, okay. uh, it's more easy for some people to produce that enzyme, but to others, mm -hmm. which are like the, the lactose, lactose intolerant, they can't. Okay. And so that's why I had a friend, she was lactose and she couldn't eat ice cream or, or else her day was ruined. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh-huh. We went, we went to Toronto together um, to get the, the milk. As yeah. I said, it was really difficult to say, I, look. Like, do you have to, like, contacts? Is it, like, on some mafia shit, drug dealing type no, it's shit? It's not as deep as that, but it's more like I was in a group chat of, like, primal bros. Right? Okay, yeah. And, uh, on Twitter uh -huh. okay, that someone referred me to because I was trying to get into the diet. And I yeah. was, like, posting, yo, anyone know for a raw milk plug in Canada? Mm-hmm. And there's this guy who was like, yo, I'm from Toronto. I got a plug. Mm -hmm. So now I text this farmer who I won't say the name. Yeah. yeah but uh, he, he tells me, okay, who who gave you the, ref the reference? Call me. Uh -huh. and talked and everything. And we scheduled a meeting. And so we went to Toronto with this friend. Uh, it was a 16 hours ride back and forth, right? But it was crazy because we got there and the guy was so nice. He like He made us the tour of the farm mm -hmm. we went to see the animals i could like touch the cows and shit mm -hmm. and that was amazing because first thing first when you buy your milk from like the grocery store mm -hmm. that the milk that is that, that comes from that is multiple cows like it's different farms right okay and most of those farms they're industrial farms here in quebec it's a bit different like i couldn't speak because i haven't uh, went in person to yeah. see those farms but like you know that industrial farms exist. Yeah. Right? Like what I mean by industrial farms is like cows are in like concrete boxes and cages yeah. all like together, super in, in, like close to each other. They, they're stressed. They don't live uh, long lives. They're mm -hmm. like, they're being exploited, you know? And that translates in your food. Like that's, you know, I believe a lot of energies mm -hmm. and that energy, which is really negative it's in your food and you consume that and then you have all that negative energy. So when I got in at the farm and I was like, bro, this guy loves his animals. Mm -hmm. He treats them well. They all have names. He knows them. And we've, we, we, kept, we kept contact after I went to the farm. He sends email like every two to three weeks to update us on the animals yeah. and Damn. tells us what, what he does and everything. And that's crazy because I was like, okay, that's crazy. Like these animals are being loved. Uh -huh. they're, they're, they're not stressed. They didn't seem stressed. They were mm -hmm. peacefully eating grass, you know, mm -hmm. and that's really important. What the animal eats, Yeah, you know, what the animal eats. This being said, those are grass fed cows. Uh -huh. So 
we went into the like the big um, uh, refrigerator where the milk was, and we tasted it. And I told my friend, "Taste it. Let's see what happens." And she was scared. She was she like, was "What the fuck, scared. bro? She yeah, was a bit yeah. Scared, but I'm gonna die, bro. Like, yo." Exactly, but she's she's a lot like me, and she was really open minded. She didn't yeah. close her mind. She was willing to take the risk. Mm-hmm. She did it, and she felt so great. She, she she had no issues, and she's been sipping raw milk with me from the mm-hmm. like the time I had because I don't have any more right now, and she never had any trouble. And that's crazy because if she were to drink pasteurized milk, mm-hmm. it would go wrong it because they kill the enzymes. That okay, exactly. Exactly, because I so I heard I heard like I heard like drinking milk like just in general right now like it's it's pretty bad like is that is that actually the case or not really? Look, because there's a lot of things to take into account right now. There's a big industry behind like healthier choices, mm-hmm. so almond milk, yeah, and oat milk, and all that BS. And I say BS why? Because they call it plant-based milk, plant-based meat, plant-based everything. But, and it's funny because I saw a picture, and when they say plant-based, most of the time, where does that, like, the place that comes from is from an actual plant, industrial plant, like nasty Mm -hmm. chemicals and, and, and stuff like that. And those milks, if you look at closely at, like, the ingredients, it's not just oat and water. Because you know what, I, 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 I myself bought into that scheme first, yeah. into the, okay, fuck uh, cow's milk, like, yeah. I'm, I'm destroying the environment, I'm not doing my part as a human being, let's drink oat milk, let's drink almond milk. But it's filled with pesticides, it's filled with chemical ingredients that, you, like, why would you need that? Mm-hmm. Your body doesn't need it. So what we started doing, and meanwhile, before I found my, my, my milk plug, it was that we started milking our own yeah. almonds and making uh, making our own oat, and it's I sh- wouldn't even call it milk. It's oat and almond water, it's like water, basically. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So we, what my mom and I did is we bought um, organic almonds. Yeah, and it's really simple to do. You just take you just take um, a cup of almonds. I think uh, two thirds of a cup of almonds with a cup of water. Let it simmer for like a day. Mm-hmm. Then you put it in the blender with water. You have to change the water. You you blend it and then you you just press it like because you know there's gonna be residues, right? And so you press it in, into a filter and then you have your almond water, and that taste is really good. Mm-hmm. But that shit you're drinking from the grocery store, that's not good. Mm-hmm. That's not good. That's not doing anything beneficial for you. And I don't think that people that drink that do it with bad intentions. I think they're actually doing it coming from a good place mm-hmm. but the thing is it's not good mm-hmm. right it's 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 not the healthiest thing you can get and i don't know where i was going with this i i don't know yeah so basically yeah because you were starting you see you were saying that like you started your journey with pasteurized milk so after that when did you go like what was the what was the next jump yeah basically. so just I, give me a second yeah no problem yeah it's you were about to say, so you went from pasteurized milk to so on. So Almond good. milk, yeah. yes. It actually, before, like, the, the time I took raw milk for the first time, I think it, mm-hmm. was, it was like, there was like a four years gap between the, the last time I drank pasteurized milk. 
mm-hmm. because I've stopped drinking pasteurized pasteurized milk for a while <clears throat> before going to the the raw milk. But that being said, when I took that first sip, and I'm like, I'm honestly like I still can feel the way I felt when I took that first sip. Mm-hmm. There was such an like an euphoria or like it almost like almost like a spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy because it was just milk. Like it was just milk, but I could I could taste the grass. Bruh. I swear, but I know it sounds Bruh, nasty. This guy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but you sounded like you sounded like one of those you see you know those people, those friends are like they're like they do all types of weird shit and they're like the craziest person ever. And then when it one day they just they just find God and then they're all about, yo, listen to me, bro. I connected with the Lord. And I'm like, bro, you of all people, really? Like, you gonna tell me this shit now? <laughs> so now, okay, so y'all here, bro, y'all here, okay, drinking the milk and you can you can feel the grass. Okay, go go ahead. Well, what else were you, like, were you I could feel that what I was putting in my body was alive. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is the real difference. And this diet really, what it has taught me is to see things with a different perspective Mm -hmm. and so i had a lot of vegans answering my stories with Mm -hmm. raw meat and they Mm -hmm. were like bro you're eating a dead animal that that's like dead energies on you and everything but the real thing is on the opposite that food because it is raw it is alive why because of the bacteria in it and now we you have to change your whole perspective on what's bacteria and yeah. why is it bad because is bacteria really bad or like have we been uh, led to believe that bacteria was bad because i'll tell you something with this diet something i understood with my body that i've been experiencing mm-hmm. and is and it's that we live in a toxic environment and what i mean by toxic is like the environment the food that we consume like pesticides like Mm -hmm. radiation like when you consume a food that's coming from another country most of the time it has been radiated uh, to to cross the borders right Mm -hmm. because they don't want that bacteria and everything and we've been sold this idea that bacteria is bad but bacteria actually helps you because the way this diet works is you have to think about detoxification. And I think I talked to you about it a bit. Mm-hmm. Detoxification basically is all this toxicity and imbalance that is in your body since you've been born in this environment that accumulates in your body. Mm-hmm. And like they, they tell us like bacteria creates disease, right? But does it? Does bacteria create disease or is disease like a side effect of something else that we've been doing from ever. Because if you think about it, and these are statistics from 2002, mm-hmm. so it's been 20 years, but 1.5 person, no, one person out of 2.5 has been diagnosed with cancer. Okay? Mm-hmm. The chances of you getting a disease are basically 100%, whether it's diabetes, cancer, uh, whatever it can be. Okay, mm-hmm. and so that is due to the toxicity and the imbalance of like 
your cells and your body. And again, I'm not a health expert. Mm-hmm. What I tell you is what I read from a guy that is called Agenus van der Planet. Okay. So you, there you guys go. It's not him that you got to go after. It's Agenus. <laughs> He's the guy that you got to go throw your pitchforks at. It's not him. It's that not, guy. Not, <laughs> not me, bro. I'm just, I'm just it's a messenger, man. Come on. Man. <laughs> exactly. And that's crazy because there's actually a cult that has been like created from this guy because he's dead now. Why? Mm-hmm. A lot of people think he's been killed because he was in the United States. He was a U.S. citizen. Wait, wait, wait. He's dead? Yeah, he's dead. Damn. How convenient, bro. How convenient. Yeah, because he was speaking a lot and he had to actually move to Thailand, I think. Mm-hmm. And he was found dead on his porch. Mm-hmm. You know how like these random deaths often occur, occur when like, People talk a bit too much, you know. Mm-hmm. He was speaking a lot um, against big pharma and the way that we treat disease. And you have to understand something. I don't have anything with, like, medical science. I don't have anything with, like, doctors. I think that science has led us to wonderful things in this world and in the medical industry as well. I mean, if I break my arm, I'm not going to put fucking raw meat on it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the hospital. They're going to... They're going to fix my arm. Yeah. If you have like a car accident or and you burn to the third degree, you're not going to put like raw meat again. You're, you're going to get like a chirurgy, you know. Mm-hmm. And that I think it's, a, it's the, the way medical science has treated those kind of things is great. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm grateful for it. But I think the the part that we get wrong is the way we treat disease. Because the way we treat disease it feels like we've lost confidence in our own bodies. I'll tell you something. If you have to jump, like, uh, I don't know, you, you just have to jump, bro, okay? You mm-hmm. have to jump from somewhere to point A to point B. Mm-hmm. You're going to do it, right? I mean, d- it depends how, 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 like, how deep it is. <laughs> I don't know. I Shit. Mean, <laughs> you know you can get to the point B, right? Yeah. You know it definitely. Mm-hmm. If you take the jump, you can tr- you trust your body that yeah. your body will do the n- the, m- the movement that it needs to do mm-hmm. to get to where it ne- to to get where it needs to be, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So why don't we have that trust when our bodies are actually sick? What is being sick? You know, being sick is actually a a way for your your body to cleanse itself. You mm-hmm. know, it's a bit like when you change the, your your car's oil. You know, mm-hmm. so. I had, I had COVID uh, this year, okay. Mm-hmm. So it was a, a real big cold. It was disgusting. I felt like shit. But after that went through, I felt so great. I felt so great. And Agenis says that these colds or flus are actually a way for your body to detoxify from all that bullshit that has been accumulated in it from all those years. So. I'm actually more scared when I'm not sick. And not that I'm, what I mean by that is not I want to be sick every day. But if I go two years without having a cold, is my body actually working? You know? Yeah. And the raw diet, again, is really not only about raw meat mm-hmm. okay, or raw organs. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's the real controversy. Because a lot of people... I've had steak tartare. Mm-hmm. I you probably yeah. did like uh, salmon tartare and everything. Mm-hmm. Like there's not 
there's no controversy in that. It yeah. pays expensive amounts to just get a tartare at a restaurant where you don't even know where the meat comes from. Yeah. It's probably not grass-fed meat. It's probably mm-hmm. not a good quality meat from a good farm that takes care of the, their animals, and you still eat it. Mm-hmm. But raw arg- organs, I used to make myself a raw liver smoothie. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, bro. With raw milk. That's crazy, bro. And I'm going to tell you something. Crazy on top of crazy. I know. Yes, go ahead. I used to do that with raw honey when I had my raw milk. Or what's raw honey? Like straight uh, from the bees? Raw honey, bro. Raw honey is pure gold. Raw honey is so therapeutic. Like, mm-hmm. you know how they say, like, oh, you shouldn't eat too much honey, it's sugar and everything. But when the honey is raw, so by that I mean unheated, mm-hmm. because what they do. When, like, normal honey you buy at the grocery store, they're going to heat it. Again, like, the same way they do with the milk to kill all those bacteria yeah. that are going to kill us and yeah. they're not good for us and everything. Mm-hmm. But the, when when the honey is raw, all the enzymes are there. And so your body doesn't digest it the same way as if it was pasteurized. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, because I do primal while doing keto as well because I'm okay. trying to lean out, okay? Mm-hmm. And so while being in ketosis, not usually you couldn't eat honey. But the thing is, in a, like this honey I brought, is there's 16 grams of sugar in a uh-huh. tablespoon. Uh-huh. But since it's raw, my body only consumes 10% of it as carbohydrate. Uh-huh. The rest is used as un- enzymes, mostly digestive enzymes. Okay, So in that 16 grams of sugar, I actually consume 1.6. So I can still stay in ketosis. Where I was going with the honey is I used to put honey in that mixture with, I think it was around 300 grams of raw liver with raw milk. And I'm not going to lie, it almost tasted like chocolate milk. Bro, bro. Bro, bro, you're losing me, bro. You're losing me. You're losing me, bro. You're losing me, bro. You're losing me. You're losing me. Listen to me. I'm not saying it was chocolate milk. Uh-huh. I'm just saying it, it tasted it was because I was putting a lot of honey. Mm-hmm. So it was sugary. The only thing that's really, I guess, kind of disgusting is there's an aftertaste, which is like um, uh, iron aftertaste, you know, from mm-hmm. the blood. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. I, I drank that like in, a, I think, in 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes, and it, I put some ice in it. So mm-hmm. it really, it's like a milkshake, mm-hmm. honestly. The thing I couldn't do, because the thing with this diet, it's like, what I realize is food is not supposed to be fun always. And we have this tendency to think that when whenever we we eat, it has to be good and it has to be like this pleasure and everything. But no, it, it ain't. Because the thing is, we live in this world like where dopamine is easily accessible. Mm-hmm. So if... You eat something and it's boring. You don't want to eat it again. Yeah. But when you eat like a junior from McDonald's, mm-hmm. that shit's good. That tastes so good. Hell yeah. Does your body need that in order to work, you know, to function properly? Are you giving your body the nutrients that it needs to do the things you do? So I was saying, mm-hmm. do you trust your body while taking that jump? Mm-hmm. Right? And I believe most of us trust our bodies. And so... Coming to that reflection, my body allows me to do whatever. My body literally allows me to be here today. Mm-hmm. It's not me. It's my body. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm just talking. 
I'm mm-hmm. using my body to talk. Everything I'm doing, thinking, looking, smelling, tasting, everything, my body allows me to do that. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't I treat my body the right way, giving it the right nutrients? Because imagine if I was like drinking like an alcoholic every day, smoking uh, like amounts of like tobacco or cigarettes or everything, vaping and then eating chips and then going to McDonald's and then drinking three coffees and a monster. Mm-hmm. What are you doing to your body when you do that? You, know, yeah. you don't give your body what it needs to, wow. to work properly because what really happens at that point is that your body has to work th- twice or triple the amounts to just function properly. So all that brain activity is actually reduced. Mm-hmm. And I c- again, I'm talking from experience. I've seen it. Whenever I eat like, whenever I eat like a meal, like a, let's say I went to AWs uh, mm-hmm. this weekend, mm-hmm. okay? Because I'm again, I'm not like this crazy guy who's gonna eat only raw meat and like, oh shit, you're eating a fucking burger, bro. You're like, bro, yeah, you're yeah. eating a burger. You're, you're, you you said you're raw meat, like, yeah. You know, that's another point. I think one point that is really important is balance. Mm-hmm. You know, and so. If Rio wants to have fun and have this dopamine, you know, uh, yeah, leveling up in my brain and have this moment of pleasure, mm-hmm. I'm gonna eat that burger. Okay, so you don't just like no strictly like you balance out. Yeah. Okay. But I gotta be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I do feel like complete shit when I do. I I do, and I couldn't feel it before mm-hmm. because I didn't know what eating good, good was. Yeah. And again, I I really think that. There's more than just like being right on the diet that is involved. I think that it's a lot of placebo as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that the diet doesn't work, but just that if you really don't be- believe in it mm-hmm. and you don't see the logic behind it, then don't do it because yeah. you're going to feel like shit as well. But it's here, right? Yeah. But now that I've been eating meat, raw, mm-hmm. uh, raw meat, I've been eating raw stuff and that I've actually... Mm-hmm. And achieved healing myself from some things mm-hmm. while making some recipes mm-hmm. from the book. Mm-hmm. Well, now when I eat cooked meat or cooked foods or like uh, uh, high carbo carbohydrates foods, yeah, then I feel like shit. Like I have brain fogs, I have nausea. Like I don't feel good. I enjoy it on the moment, but the next day I don't eat. I have to. I have. I actually have to. Um, how you call that when you uh, fasting? Oh, okay. I actually have to fast. Damn, that's that's what I did this weekend. Yeah. I ate some A and W. It was really good. I'm not saying it's not good. It was uh-huh. really pleasurable. Everybody got fucked up. Yeah, but then the next day I didn't eat because I had uh-huh. to let my body like you know like clean and, it out. And said it. The primals bros would probably tell me that that's not the good way. That I should actually give something else to my body to uh-huh. make up for it. You know, uh-huh. because what happens is. When you're eating cooked or processed foods, mm-hmm. you're not getting those enzymes that you're getting when eating raw. And so your body, in order to digest those enzymes, it has to go get it somewhere else in the body. Mm-hmm. So there's actually, your pa- your pancreas is actually working really hard. It sends signals to the body, okay, there, we're missing this and this and that, plus the work that it's actually doing in the daily. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean by your body is actually working a lot harder on just being alive than if you would you would um, be eating that that raw food because the enzymes are already there so your body can focus on the rest mm-hmm. you know 
But yeah, no, for real, bro, I think it's really a question of balance because again, like Rio's going to be here one time on earth. Yeah. You know? And so I'm going to die at some point anyways. Mm-hmm. You know? I just don't want to have, I just don't want to live a life like miserably. You know? Yeah. Because. I'm going to have fun. Try different things. I think that's the important part is to have fun. But like, let's say during the week when I work, like when I'm either making music, trading or working at the the company I work, uh, I work with. I want to be productive. I want to be, uh, you know, I want to be at my hundred percent. And so if I give, if I would to like um, have breakfast and have like a, I don't know how it's called in in English, but a chocolatine. Yeah. You know a chocolatine? Yeah. With like coffee. Mm Mm-hmm. I, my day would look like shit because yeah. what does my body do does with that you know mm-hmm. doesn't do anything nothing they, really. there's nothing my body can do with that so my body has to work even harder to like say okay what the fuck is this why am i receiving this in my like why am i receiving this and what do what do i do, do with it mm-hmm. what enzymes should i sense so your cells are working really hard you know and that's what Ajnus says he says that um when you eat uh, processed foods or cooked mm-hmm. foods first of all there's actually volatile toxins that are being released from mm-hmm. the foods because the way he sees things i don't see it that way because i haven't experienced it so i cannot speak from experience right? mm-hmm. and that's what i've been doing since the beginning but the way he sees things is that there's no way to get food poisoning from raw foods mm-hmm. you only get food poisoning from food that have been processed right irradiated uh, cooked or heated, mm-hmm. right? And so when you cook that meat, there's to- volatile volatile toxins that are that get introduced in your body. So you're lacking the enzymes, and you're destroying your 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 gut health with those toxins. And so your body has to work really really hard to make up for that. Mm-hmm. It has to send extra extra um, nutrients, extra uh, enzymes to digest. And then it has to send extra cells to make up for the cells that have been destroyed by those toxins. Mm-hmm. And so that's what detoxification is, you know. And detoxifica- detoxification can be really, really hard mm-hmm. because you can get to a point where, like, you have really strong fever, uh, diarrhea, bro, vomiting, everything. It's really, it's not that a fun experience. Bad. That sounds really, really bad. It's really bad. And... But that's where I say it's okay to not be okay because after you've gone through that, you actually feel better. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know when, do you drink? Uh, Not that much. Not that much. Have you ever drank like to a point where you puke? Never in my, uh, yes, yes, okay. yeah. You know when you, when you drink to a point where you puke, that uh-huh. moment before you puke, yeah. when you feel like just, oh bro, I, like I gotta puke. Mm-hmm. What's your body doing? getting rid of the extra toxicity that you've put yeah. which is the alcohol yeah then when you puke what happens you feel good exactly you feel free you feel like, ah, let's go let's drink some more yes sir and so that's what i'm saying your body reacting that way and mm-hmm. as i was saying earlier when i had covid the way i healed myself it's really mm-hmm. fucked up it was with honey and uh, with raw honey uh, raw lemon juice mm-hmm. and mineral water. That's how you got over COVID. Yeah. So basically, you tell me the cure to COVID is honey, mineral water, no, no, no. and lever. Again with the okay, I got good. That's crazy. 
I'm dead. No, 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 no. But it worked for you. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm and it worked mm-hmm. for my entire family as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's crazy. Saying, yeah, and I actually had strong fever, mm-hmm. which like I think I was something around like 40, 40, 40, 40. 40.5. That's that's hardcore mm-hmm. fever. Like I was, yeah, no. I remember I was with my friend and it was like I was in the blankets and I was like, bro, like I'm dying. Like mm-hmm. my head was hurting so much. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I was speaking with my prim- primal bros and they told me, do not go against the fever. Do not try to reduce the fever. And the most important thing, do not take any like shit like Advil's or like Tylenol's. Mm-hmm. Because when you're in fever, what your body needs is not a ty- like an Advil. Yeah, That's not what it needs. Your body is actually working to get rid of what it needs to get rid. Of, yeah. You know? And so what I did is actually I went with the fever and I put myself under the blankets. And that's something as, as a young kid, they would tell me the opposite. It's like being the cold. Go mm-hmm. cold. Even if you're cold, you got to be cold to to turn your to mm-hmm. get your temperature temperature down. I did the opposite. I went in my blankets. I I yeah. I put so much heat on myself. The only thing I did though, the only thing I did is I put something cold on my head mm-hmm. to uh, avoid like brain injuries. Or yeah, because I was I was really hard. Like my my little sister, she's nine years old and she hallucinated with her fevers. Jeez. What I did though is I ate a shit ton of tomatoes uh-huh. because apparently, and I, I couldn't explain the science behind it. Yeah. Hygiene is good, but that really helps with fever. Any red or orange uh, fruit or, uh, or vegetable, fruit, fruit, uh-huh. right? So I ate a shitload of oranges and a shitload of tomatoes. And you know what? The fever lasted maybe six to eight hours, and then it went away. It just went away. It never came back. Damn. It never came back. But I was in the hot. I ate a shit ton of um, of tomatoes. And that mixture I told you about uh-huh. with the lemon and the mineral water, sparkling water, it's really important that it's sparkling water. It was, that was for the headache. And I can tell you, bro, in 30 minutes, that headache was gone. Very good. Damn. With that mixture. That's and, dope. And that really makes you think because then you, you tell yourself, okay, so the, this food thing is really more like a chemistry experience. Mm-hmm. Like the food, you, and it's the way you consume things as well. Mm-hmm. If I eat butter alone, mm-hmm. raw butter, it's not going to do the same thing as if I eat it with raw honey. Bro, you eat raw butter? Yeah, bro. See, that's, that's the thing. Like, that's what I'm trying to understand is like, how do you go, okay, so you've tried the 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 raw milk, and then after that, what made you, like, were you like, okay, next step is... The raw meat, like, what was your experience like? Actually buying the meat and then trying it out, like, how did how did it taste? To how did it make you feel? Like, was it a pleasant experience the first time? Like, was it like when you drank the the raw milk when you ate raw meat? Was it like, oh my god, like I, I can feel the grass. Oh, oh, it tastes like chocolate. Oh shit! Or was it like, or were you just like, what the fuck is this? And then your stomach was talking to you for the next six hours. Um, so how it went for the meat, I actually started eating meat before the milk because I didn't okay. have any milk product mm-hmm. before, but listen, the thing is I started with beef. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing I ate. I haven't eaten, uh, I haven't ate chicken yet. I have to. Okay. So you haven't eaten. Okay. I haven't yet. And I'm waiting to get cheese. Mm-hmm. Why? Because cheese binds the toxins. Okay. And so I'm, I'm expecting a heavy detox for the first time I'm going to eat. 
uh, chicken. Mm-hmm. And cheese really helps with the detox because I, at some point, you know, I, I did feel um, really bad from the detox. I'll talk about it early, uh, mm-hmm. later. But just to answer your question, I started with meat and I really started very, very gradually. Like I knew I wanted to start a diet. I was visioning, like I was visioning myself doing it, but I wasn't doing it already. So I was talking with my, with my, with my friend and I was telling her, oh, I'm going to start this diet. I'm, I'm looking into it. I have to find like this good quality meat because I didn't want to get meat from the superstore, you know, from the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't want, I wanted to be good quality meat, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I was starting to look, making research, and that's great because it makes you uh, realize that there's a lot of like local farmers doing great stuff here in Quebec and Montreal. Mm-hmm. Like more, I, I didn't even know about like this market before. It's an amazing market with amazing communities and mm-hmm. amazing people. And so I made these connections. And how I first started, I actually went to the butcher. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I about the meat and I started as doing tartars. Okay. Okay. So I would salt my meat at first. Okay. So, so starting small. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't yeah, yeah. like really primal because in primal you're not supposed to eat salt. Mm-hmm. Salt is really stressful for your body. And um, so I started as tartars and with sauce, I was like making a mayonnaise uh, with mm-hmm. Dijon and all mm-hmm. of that stuff. So really like to kind of start embracing it. I didn't start like with a full ass steak and like, <laughs> yeah. Nah, bro, like, okay fuck it bro like i'm human as well yeah i mean i've for the past 20 years i've been like living a life like mm-hmm. not like this one mm-hmm. so i started really slow and then at some point when i was like i started with filet mignon actually because mm-hmm. i was like okay that's what they do the tartare with normally yeah so i was like hey, it's maybe less dangerous because i didn't really understand the diet at, at that point and so i was cutting myself the tartare and uh, the, the filet mignon and then i just took a bite and see how it went. And I was increasing my intake every now and then. And at some point, I just bought a steak and I cut it and I started eating it. And the trick is let it, let it like to temperature room. So I cut myself like with this steak, you know, this is mm-hmm. a big piece, right? Mm-hmm. And what I do is I cut maybe like in five pieces. Mm-hmm. That's like each piece is a meal. And mm-hmm. so I put it in my, my, my plate and I let it like for an hour mm-hmm. like that temperature. And so when you eat it, it's really easy to eat. It almost melts in your mouth. And it, honestly, I've put a lot of people on that. Not that they do the raw diet, but I made, ta- I, I, I made people taste the meat. Mm-hmm. And people don't dislike it. It doesn't taste what you think it's going to taste. Bro, I'm f- I feel like it's going to taste like blood and no. iron and... No, that's liver. Fucking all types of bad shit, bro. That shit scares me, bro. Liver is horrible. Yeah. Liver is disgusting. I, oh yeah, yeah. Liver is disgusting. I, I. That's why I started making myself smoothies because I couldn't. I just couldn't eat liver right in my mouth. That I was gagging every time. Mm-hmm. You know, but again, I, I think that the diet, mostly with the liver, is like a, a bit like with wine. Some mm-hmm. people don't like wine. Mm-hmm. Some people they love wine. And there's people that eat liver like it's uh, candy. Yeah. I couldn't. I, I just can't. No, I, I Even crazy. cooked liver, I couldn't before. I didn't like it. And you said that um, in order to go through the chicken, you have to g- go through, you're going to try cheese first. Now cheese, is it um, like the processed cheese, like you just find out the groceries, or is it different? And are you low-key scared to try the, like, 
um, the chicken because it's like so different. And, you know, you hear these things about chicken, like the bacteria and stuff like that. Is it the the do the thing that you were talking about about the the enzymes and the good bacteria and the bacteria bacteria? Does it also apply to chicken as well? Or yeah, so basically, and again, uh, coming from Agenius, what he says is that Salmonella and E. coli are actually bacteria that are already inside of us. Mm-hmm. And so there's no reason of being scared of it because your body knows them, right? Mm-hmm. And so, again, I cannot speak from experience. I have to try. It did scare me at some point. Really, what if there would be any anxiety right now is because I'm not sure I sourced a good quality chicken yet. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to buy a chicken that has been stressed because chicken that has been stressed, like sh- chickens are already really stressful. Like they're animals that are really, really stressed. Yeah. On on the regular, you know, mm-hmm. um, and so that's really my main concern is more to find a farm that really tra- treats their chicken well. Mm-hmm. Beef is easier mm-hmm. to find. Uh, chicken is is more it's it's more difficult in my opinion. I haven't looked into it a lot because again, I I, I like the cheese because where I got my my dairy from in Toronto, they didn't make the cheese. Now the thing is, I've again that's the. The, the actual good thing with having a personal like farmer, not that it's only for me, but I mm-hmm. could talk to him and I told him, Aya, could you make me some raw cheese? And, oh, and yeah. because the thing is, he made raw cheese, but he salted it. Oh, and then you can't you do that. Salt, yeah. You don't want the salt. Mm-hmm. So I asked him, could you make me a batch of unsalted cheese? And he was like, yeah, great. I'll do it for you. Mm-hmm. And I asked him too, if he could not freeze the butter because he, f- he froze the butter and you don't want to freeze stuff. That's the other thing. You don't cook and you don't freeze. Because freezing okay. is actually the same thing as cooking, and you're gonna cu- you're gonna kill every enzyme and everything that yeah. you in the food, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was great. He told he agreed with everything, but now the thing is, he's in fucking Toronto, bro. It's like seven hours yeah. from here. I cannot go there every two weeks or weekends. Mm-hmm. And so now we were trying to find um, logistic like arrangement to get it shipped here, but bro, like just. The, the last time I went, I bought for, like, $300 of stuff. Yeah, that's 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 also, like, a question I had. Like, how is this, like, is this something that's, like, financial-wise? Is it something, like, is it, it, that's, that's, that's sustainable? Because I know that, like, buying vegan, pro- vegan products and vegan things, I know that it's it could get pretty expensive pretty, pretty yeah, fast. Sure, bro. What about this form of diet? Is it just as expensive or something like that? No? No. Um, tell you honestly, the thing with vegan products is that there's a big industry behind it. There's yeah. a lot of money to be to be made, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, it's going to be expensive because it's all this process stuff, and there's a lot like it's a big chain of things doing stuff, and you got to pay for all of that. Mm-hmm. The thing is, with raw primal, let's say my piece of steak that I have right here cost me eighteen dollars, but I can eat like four to five times in it, you know. And I eat one time. I don't eat that much. I, I'm not like I don't have a lot of appetite. Mm-hmm. I've been losing a lot of weight because that's my goal right now. Yeah. It's leaning, so I don't have to eat as much as if I was trying to bulk. Mm-hmm. Right? So $18 for that piece and you're good for like four days. And then I just add to that um, honey, which I buy like this. The, 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 the glass I have there of honey mm-hmm. is like $20. Mm-hmm. Uh, it lasts me maybe I have. Like, I, I've had that for, like, the past month, right? I don't eat a lot of onion as well. Again, I don't eat that much. But to be honest, on a budget, you can go really good on primal. You could go primal with grocery stuff, and it would cost you even less, right? Because mm-hmm. that at the grocery maybe cost me $10. That was 18 mm-hmm. 
but budget wise honestly uh, i think i can eat really really good if we don't include the milk right now because i'll explain why the milk is so expensive to me if we don't include the the milk i think that 200 dollars a month and i'm good not gonna lie oh okay and it, it's and i'm being generous to be honest because okay. really the only thing i'm eating is meat fruits, vegetables and eggs. Mm-hmm. Eggs are a, a bit a little bit expensive because yeah. I do eat a lot of eggs. I eat like three or four eggs a day. And that's uh, not a lot. Okay. It's it's, it's yeah. in the budget, mm-hmm. you know. Well, on someone that is mm-hmm. on a budget, right? But the milk now, the milk is not that expensive. The thing is if I do have to go get it, then it, it get expensive in gas and in time. Yeah. But mostly in time to be honest because uh it's almost a full day just mm-hmm. to go get milk like bro like i make my grocery here in montreal and i go everywhere at the same in the same day i can get all the stuff i need in the same day right mm-hmm. in a couple of hours now i i tried to arrange some logistics uh, to get it delivered here but now it's complicated because it has to stay a certain temperature you cannot deliver in in, in yeah. gas jars because it's going to break you got to find a carrier that's willing to deliver that And mm-hmm. so the thing is I found um a company that uh, ships boxes that are insulated so you can mm-hmm. ship like uh, cold stuff in it. But just that I had to order the, the entire pallet and that was like I think 1.2k, right? Jesus just Christ. for fucking boxes, bro. And those boxes would have lasted me probably like six months, right? So that's another um see that right there that's one expenses where I, where I would have been like yeah I'm good with this diet <laughs> oh my god I understand bro and that's why in United States you mm-hmm. can get raw milk in the grocery store yeah okay. right it's yeah. We're, we're the only G7 country that is, where raw milk is is illegal and so and so yeah and then I had to order the jars plastic jars mm-hmm. to get the milk delivered yeah. the cream as well mm-hmm. the yogurt Mm-hmm. butter and so just that without the milk was all, we were already at like 1.5k right and then the delivery <laughs> the delivery for only two weeks of dairy was a yeah. hundred dollars oh my okay? god jeez at the dairy mm-hmm. which is around 200 so we're speaking almost two thousand dollars for i wouldn't say a month because the boxes and the jars yeah last more But uh-huh. you can say like of dairy, mm-hmm. approximately like three fifty a month, okay. which is a lot for dairy. Yeah, you, know, you have your butter, you have your your milk, uh, the cream, and everything. But again, now I found a solution: is that I, you can actually cross the borders, and there's like a farm in Vermont that is an hour and a half from here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. And you have you already started talking with them about I this? I have to. I discovered that like two days ago. Oh, okay. Because okay, I okay. didn't know I could cross the borders. Oh, I yeah. I, mm-hmm. I thought I couldn't cross the borders. I thought... Mm-hmm. I, because of COVID. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. But now I know I can. So I'm just going to go there. It does make me sad a bit because the farm in Toronto is a really good place. Yeah, and you built like a relationship, a relationship with, that, with yeah. him, you know, and the animals and everything. So now I have to build another relationship. Uh-huh. And you want to know something really interesting? Yeah. What I was telling you earlier about the 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 milk being illegal, mm-hmm. it's not that it's being treated as a drug. It's that it's, it's a responsibility thing. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is that You cannot sell milk to someone because if they do get sick, then it, it can cause problems. Mm-hmm. So what I had to do 
in order to buy milk from that guy in Toronto is I had to buy a cow share. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean is I pay a certain amount of money and then I own parts of the cows. Okay. Like if the cow is mine and the, like, because now the cow is mine, I can legally consume its milk raw, you know? Yeah. That's a different. If I had a cow in my backyard, I could consume its, its milk raw. I could hey, sell yeah. it to you, though, you know? <laughs> I couldn't. Yeah. But I can consume it. That's, it's a, uh, how do you call that? A loophole in the mm -hmm. system that we take uh, advantage of here in Canada. But yeah, that being said, no, the journey with the, the raw diet was a really interesting journey because it made me realize a lot of things on myself mm -hmm. and uh, the way that we are conditioned, mm -hmm. you know? Like the first time I ate meat, I was like, bro, am I, I going to get sick? And to this day, I, I wouldn't even call it sick. I had some heavy detoxes. One time I had mm -hmm. this liver smoothie mm -hmm. with my friend. I made her one and we both didn't feel that great. And I was actually on my death because I, um, I trade, you mm -hmm. know, I, I trade yeah. the, the, the crypto markets. And I was there like really focused and everything. And I just, bro, I just turned around, looked at her. And I fainted. I just fainted. Like, but the the thing is, what the fuck? I was still like um, conscious, but I fell in the ground. And then I woke up, and I was like, "What the fuck? Like, why did that?" Ha because I knew I was on the ground, and uh -huh. she was like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" But then I started having big anxiety. Yeah, like panic attack type of shit. And then I was like, "Okay, we gotta go outside. I need sun." I need and how far water. into the diet were you in? Like, when this that happened? happened like. Three months ago. Okay, okay. And I've been in the diet for a year. But not okay. fully. I'm not fully in the diet yet. Neither. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm not fully in the diet neither. And I'm not I'm not planning to be. Okay, because I, 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 that's also uh, something I had in mind. Like, what are... Because you said you find it. Like, what, what would be the... If you, if you do know, like, the long-term effects of doing it. Are people doing it because, like just in general and long term like it could i don't know like some maybe like you can live longer or you'll just feel better about your body like what would be the long-term effects of doing this diet good or bad it depends on how good you're doing it mm -hmm. if you're doing it like me i think that you're gonna live a pretty normal life with some benefits maybe avoid getting some diseases mm -hmm. But if you're doing it fully, uh, it ha some people have proven to live longer. Like okay. there's people that have lived longer, and I cannot talk from like uh, I do not know the sources from that, so I cannot say if it's true or not. But mm -hmm. like there's communities of people that eat raw that maybe not live longer, but live longer without diseases, mm -hmm. right? So they live healthy lives for a while. Mm -hmm. Now, the negative sides, again, is the detoxification yeah. process. But that's really early in the in the process because once you go through that stage and if you, you get used to it, raw, mm -hmm. you don't experience it at some point. Mm -hmm. You don't need to. Now, the thing is, there's still environmental like um, mm -hmm. pollution and everything that creates toxic environments. Um, but to, just to, to explain you, again, what the toxicity in your body means is that discussing with those primal brothers i have on twitter mm -hmm. i explained what happened to me <clears throat> sorry and the thing is we went for a walk with that friend in a forest mm -hmm. and bro i started hallucinating like i started seeing the tree moves and shit and i was like bro i feel like i'm on molly mm -hmm. 
And younger in my life, I did a lot of Molly. Uh, I w- I used to be a DJ and mixing yeah. and rave, so I, w- I I did Molly and shit. And they uh, they later told me that those drugs, they the, the chemical p- compounds, they store in the fats in the body. Mm-hmm. And so the detox the detox means that the bacteria is actually removing those toxins from my body, and that's why I experienced what I experienced because I was literally high. Mm-hmm. On the drugs that were stored in my body, and that is crazy because that means all like from the time I did that, like five to six years ago, that was still in my body. Mm-hmm. And then by getting the liver with the milk and the honey, it actually started cleansing my body, mm-hmm. and it did. I did feel like shit that day. I felt like complete shit. Like I, I was so anxious, bro. I thought I was gonna die, mm-hmm. but then the next day I was feeling so great. Damn, I was feeling so great and. I could see the difference. I could see my body, like, I don't know. It's like you feel lighter. Like, I don't know when you. I don't know if you experience this when you eat. I used to experience this a lot, but you know when you feel bloated. Yeah. 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 That we think it's a normal thing to feel bloated, but mm-hmm. it's really not. You're not supposed to be bloated, bro. That shit, like, it's uncom- uncom- uncomfortable. Yeah. You know. When I eat raw meat, bro, I never feel bloated. Even if I he- if I eat a shitload of meat, mm-hmm. I don't usually make myself big meals. But when when I do, I never feel bloated. Never, never, never feel bloated. I never feel like I'm oh, too full or whatever. Mm-hmm. Never, because your body actually is receiving what it needs and it knows how to deconstruct it or digest it. it the digestion is more slow, mm-hmm. but it's it's done with the proper uh, nutrients you know mm-hmm. so yeah no the the long term i couldn't tell you bro because i i'm 22 and i i've yeah. been doing it for one year i'll tell you in 10 years <laughs> i bet you'll tell me in 10, let's go <laughs> I, I will ask in 10 years don't think you're getting off the hook with this one <laughs> oh, for real. No, i'll tell you i'm that's why i'm documenting a lot actually mm-hmm. that's yeah. why i'm documenting a lot because i think it's a great experience and that's again where, where I'm telling you the open-minded side of things is really important because why why wouldn't you experience with your body? Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm not trying to kill myself, bro. I'm just eating. If I do feel at some point that this is getting dangerous to me and that there's things that doesn't work, mm-hmm. stop. But at least you know I tried it. You know, how yeah. could I know otherwise? Facts. All right, so yo, thanks for all this information, but uh. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's time we try it. You want to try it? Yeah, I'm down. So what are we what are we looking at over here? Like I see you got the whole meat and then you got the the mayonnaise so, and shit like that. So this is actually um in in French they call it a palette des Angus. Uh-huh. Right? And so it's a piece of beef, bro. And uh, again, this thing is really huge. Yeah. But I do not Okay, yeah, yeah. Like there's people that do, I don't. Like, to be honest, a meal for me is probably this. Uh-huh. You know, that's why I say, like, on this and today, like, I eat, I just eat meat at night. Yeah. I don't eat in the morning. In the morning, I have fruits with eggs. Okay. In a smoothie. And then the other day, I eat this and this. So, I'm good for a week. So, this is meat. Then, with meat, really important, you need to have uh, fat. Uh-huh. So, this is raw butter. Right? Just straight butter. Straight butter. It, Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. It actually tastes better. Uh-huh. And it's been salted as well. Okay. Okay. 
and you, why you need the fat because the fat act, uh, it helps again with it a bit with like the cheese mm -hmm. the cheese helps you bind the toxins in your body mm -hmm. the fat actually uh, lubricates your body as well mm -hmm. because your body needs to be lubricated that's another thing your body works a lot for to lubricate itself and so i brought the honey so raw honey mm -hmm. it says raw honey and you often have to contact the companies as well because often it says raw honey but it still has been uh, heated okay so the important thing is it hasn't to go up the temperature in the beehive okay right and um, the beehive and so the same thing with the milk you don't want it to go above the temperature that it was in the, in mm -hmm. the milk bottle you know um so this i brought um raw uh, raw coconut oil mm -hmm. now it's um it's a bit it's cold so it's hard but yeah it's um, it's cold pressed so it's unheated again lubricate your body it's okay hydrating as well i use that as um I don't only eat it. I use it as lip balm. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? Lip balm as well? Yeah. Lip balm. Some, how can I explain it? I put it in my mouth and then I... Yeah. And I use it as... Um, like moisturizer? Yeah. I use it for my face. And bro, I swear, every place I've gone to, uh -huh. uh, any girl that touches my face... She's like... Yeah. Face, they're like, oh, what is going on your skin? What's your cream? Whatever. Bro, raw coconut oil. That's it. Damn. Hey, yo, you're putting me on game. All right, yo, I just might have to try it, man. Just might have to try it. The thing is, mm -hmm. it doesn't smell bad. It's like, it's, you know, people may often think, oh, I'll put it in front mm -hmm. of my face. It's going to smell bad, everything. Yeah. But for my hair, what I do is I put, I mix a raw head, raw uh -huh. head and I kill it like that. And then I, put, I wait like an hour and then I go take a shower. Okay. And bro, that shit makes my hair so smooth. Uh-huh. It's crazy. Yeah. I brought, I brought a coconut bottle. Uh -huh. This is really I need for hair. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I need this because I already have the butter and the coconut oil. Yeah. So this is like it tastes really, really good. Yeah. As a, you know, again, we say that food is not supposed to be perishable. Mm -hmm. This is like okay, you know, you had a good quality nutrient yeah. me uh, meal. Let's have some fun, you know. Yes, sir. Damn. Because That's I don't, um, because I can go to the restaurant. I went to the restaurant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then what I do is I come back home, I get butter, I get uh, raw coconut oil, mm -hmm. help help my body uh, cleanse itself, you know. Mm -hmm. And the last thing is, this is an extra. This is not like this mm -hmm. has nothing to do with the diet, but I think it's really interesting because it's called mastic gum. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know what mastic gum is. No. So it's like a resin from a tree. And it's look, it looks like this. Yeah, no. So I, I use that as a chewing gum. Okay. So I use that as chewing gum. I don't use it often, but it's good for your mouth posture. Uh huh. Right? Because that's another thing that's really important. And you know, Bryce, the thing is, I don't think anyone has all the answers. Uh -huh. I don't think anyone. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone has all the answers. Uh -huh. I don't think there's one answer only. Uh huh. I think it's a combination of things. You know. I eat this diet, but I still go to restaurants. But I, you know, I get sun. I yeah. meditate. I talk to myself. Yeah. Uh, I spend time with friends, family, uh, with my dog. Uh -huh. You know, it's all these small things. And the the important thing, in my opinion, is to keep that balance. Yeah. You know? I don't think, I don't think I'd be happy if I was going only fully raw and not doing anything else. And I know that because I talk from experience. Because 
at some point in my life, that's what I did. Mm. I was only eating raw, and I was judging everyone that wasn't eating raw. And I was like, bro, you have to eat raw. You're going to die and whatever. And I wasn't going out. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't smoking. I wasn't. But that's not life, you know? Mm. I think that life is just supposed to be you living it. And that's what I said in my story. It's life being hard. You got you to gotta make it easier. You gotta mm-hmm. make it easier, pleasurable. You know, mm-hmm. all those difficult things make them make them pleasurable. Have fun, but at least acknowledge that your body still needs something. The sun mm-hmm. is really, really important. So that's not diet advice. That's just, bro. You need sun, bro. Mm-hmm. I think you're getting enough here. Though. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. No. <laughs> over here, we got a lot of sun. Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, yo, thanks for showing me all of this and then uh yeah we're gonna try it yo guys thank you thank you for coming on the podcast thank as you well. guys yo you, i feel like i don't know like you gave us a lot of information and maybe people will be down to try or even more uh open-minded yeah like I we said to to try this yeah yeah i think it's about being open-minded and mm-hmm. not closing yourself honestly facts facts but thank you for having me honestly i really enjoyed it and mm-hmm. I'll I'll keep like updating you on yeah. the situation and we'll have a talk. No, please. And then in 12 years, I'll ask you. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't think oh, I forgot. Bro, there's a lot of things to talk. I love yes, talking sir. about everything, bro. Thank yes, you, sir. All right, yo, guys. You know the fucking vibe. Yes, sir.